Snipers, you have to see what's happening to the Bitcoin price this Thursday as we are seeing some action towards this monthly open at 47,000 US dollars, but we've yet to see any decisive price action. And we are still trying to stay above this 200 day moving average sitting right at that $46,000 area. We've already come and tested below the 50 day moving average. And so we're at a very critical point, as you guys can see here with this very tight squeeze between 47,000 and 46,000. And this is really going to give us a hint as to what Bitcoin wants to do over the next few weeks, because if we break this 200 day moving average at 46,000, the likelihood of us coming to test the support of this previous resistance from the initial drop in May, which was an extremely hard resistance to get above. When we finally got above it, we did confirm it as a support. But for us to come down below the 200 day moving average again, the bears would have the chance to retest this level around this thirty six thousand five hundred dollar level. And that is going to be a very big puzzle piece if we see price action below forty six thousand, because if we get down to this level, who's to say we come back up to the monthly open around forty seven thousand, maybe in October, November. And then from there, if we can't get back above 47,000, what if we see further lows for this year? We don't come down below 20,000, the previous all time high, but maybe we come down to test the levels that we didn't get to test here at this 25,000 to $23,000 area. We have a lot to look at today because the micro timeframes are what's going to give us the hints as to what's going to happen in these more macro timeframes as everything morphs from the smaller timeframes into these larger timeframes. And so if we go into the six hour chart where we know institutions, as you guys know that have been tuned into the cyber channels, they love imprinting their volume on this chart. We've yet to see crazy amounts of buy pressure equate to the sell pressure we saw here with this 19% downside candle that we saw the other day. And at this point, if we come into the four hour chart, you can see here from this indecision candle on the six hour to where we're at right now, we're rejecting the 200 period on the four hour chart. That is a very big puzzle piece. And the monthly open here is the most important level. It is the first roadblock for the bulls to be able to see any further upside for Bitcoin. You can see we saw this rejection candle when we tested this monthly open and we've yet to get any hourly or four hour candles fully above the monthly open. I'm talking wick and body of the candle. And that's what I've been talking about ever since we came down here two days ago. And so this is the confirmation we need to get above forty seven thousand. If we want to assume a retest of forty nine thousand seven hundred, we're at that point. We can determine if this is going to be able to hold, because when you reach your destination, you either turn right back around or you have a cup of coffee at that destination and then continue in the same direction or possibly reverse, depending on what happens in the micro time frames. Like we saw here with the forty nine thousand seven hundred dollar level initially with the weakness. Yes, we did see some price action on the upside, but it was a Bart head weekend manipulation pattern. And then from there, we did see the actual push to the downside. And so what we really want to monitor right now, once again, and I've been saying this is a forty seven thousand to forty six thousand dollar level, the forty six thousand dollar level is significant because that is the 200 day moving average. And you can see we did get one hourly candle with a bearish tail initially below this 200 day moving average. Is that a hint telling us where Bitcoin wants to really head towards? Because remember, traders can control the short term price action, but they can't control the macro. And so when the institutions start their move, they're not just going to go all at once. They're going to allow some time for these type of flaggish patterns to form before continuing to the 
possibly same direction. Of course, because we're having a cup of coffee at this 200 day moving average, it certainly tells us it's not the final destination. If it was, we would have came down and came right back up and it would have imprinted itself as a level of support. But because we're having a cup of coffee and in the micro timeframes, we've yet to get confirmations above the first roadblock of the monthly open. That's telling me this cup of coffee can potentially and is more likely right now at this point to see some downside. But here's the thing. We get above 47,000, then we can monitor how 49,700 reacts. We do have the previous weekly open at 48,765 there as well. But I think that 49,700 really be the level to give us a little bit more of an understanding of what this move truly wants to tell us. Now we start to see downside price action because we have this wick, as I talked about yesterday, that already came down towards the range of 41,950 and 44,800. We can expect that the orders inside of this range have already been filled to the sell side and to the buy side. Therefore, I don't expect volume to come in if we start to cross below 46,000 with decision. 44,800 will probably be where the volume is really going to start to pick up. And then at that point, I expect us to come to the range that would take us towards the $38,000 support level, possibly wick into the $36,500 level, because I don't expect volume to come in in this range of 44,800, 41,950. Once again, because we have this wick. And so from here, we could potentially assume a retest of 47,000. Because once again, we don't want to see just the price action fall like this and institutions certainly don't and they're not going to allow that to happen uh, but they certainly will allow these flaggish type of consolidation patterns in between their moves and so this is really what i'm monitoring here and i've been saying this since we got above 49,700 my concern has been the fact that if we do see the move to the downside which we did that we were going to come down not to test the 45,000 46,000 whatever level you know, uh, is, you know, at these higher ranges, but we were going to come down to 49, uh, 41,950. That's exactly what happened. Uh, and the reason I, I think that that was sort of my prediction was because of the 80% push to the upside that we saw without any sort of real correction. Um, and so the other part about this now is we did see the first downside move. So Now we can test our opinion on dominance. And that's what this video is going to also cover in the end, because we're a four dimensional channel and we'll quickly look at traditional markets and commodities like gold and US oil to see how that's correlating with this market. But we do want to talk about Ethereum because Ethereum is giving us some puzzle pieces, but it's very similar to Bitcoin in the fact that the monthly open is at thirty four fifty four. And that is not a coincidence. That's a level that's been on our channel for a very long time. It's a very key level. It is the resistance of the range that does I have a support of 1980? It's a very large range here. That's why we've just sliced through this range like butter every time we've come above 1980 initially here. And then the second time recently, every time it was like butter. And when we came down, it was also like butter. And so that's the problem with 3454. In my opinion, it's that if there's weakness below here, this monthly open, that could really affect Ethereum to the fact that it could come all the way down to 1980. And that's a big area uh, of risk for the long side. And so I think that um, and it's quite clear at this point that Ethereum is in a very similar position as Bitcoin, where Bitcoin has a monthly open at 47,000 and Ethereum has its monthly open at 3454. And it's not going to see a decisive move unless Bitcoin can get above 47,000 and it's monthly open, I think that Ethereum will start to head back towards the weekly open and retest 
the 39.59 level, but realize that we do have another roadblock here at 36.50 for Ethereum to face for the bulls. And if Bitcoin does not get above 47,000 decisively, that's when the risk really comes into play here for the Ethereum coin to um, come below the monthly open at 34.54 and then possibly start its way down towards the 1980 level. And that's if Bitcoin crosses below 46,000. And so with that, when we saw this move to the upside from 1760, Ethereum is performing better than Bitcoin. And our thesis has been that if we see downside in Bitcoin at this point, after the 80% run up from the B word event till now, that this time, because we're seeing the downside after we came from a corrective move from 64,000 to 30,000, that the sentiment is going to shift. And so seeing more strength made sense. That's why I never said altcoin season was over until we came up for others dominance to form the lower higher, the higher high that we were expecting. And this is very interesting. I'm going to show you right now the altcoins outside of Ethereum, Bitcoin and the stable coins is actually possibly on its way to form a higher high before this next move for Bitcoin. That would be a very interesting scenario because that assumes a little bit more time for these altcoins. But Ethereum dominance is not doing as well. And so realize this move down could affect Ethereum to see performance that is worse than Bitcoin. And that would be a big puzzle piece because that means that the better hedge to hold is Bitcoin. You'll see less downside versus Ethereum. And when a lot of the analysts are saying that the Ethereum to Bitcoin chart is ready for a flip, I've maintained myself just like we did with others dominance when it was staying above the 20 week moving average that altcoin season wasn't over that we haven't seen anything real significant other than sort of double top here for the Ethereum to Bitcoin chart. Uh, you know, this push back down happened after Bitcoin finally made its move down, which our thesis has been the fact that this would only play its part if Bitcoin comes down. And so far, the Ethereum to Bitcoin chart has only formed a double top, a lower high, higher high, whatever you want to call it. And that means that there's still a potential. We have rejected a resistance for us to come down to 65,000 Satoshis and potentially in a more macro term, see this fall below 65,000 Satoshis, meaning that Ethereum will not perform as good as Bitcoin in the final stages of this bear market. Right. And I'm saying that lightly because we're closer to the end than the start. If 64,000 truly was the short term top and that 54,000 or 53,000 was the lower high before the final push down. That means we're way closer to the end than the start. So it might be a better thing to assume that we're still in this bear market. Right. So the Ethereum dominance chart right now, as we finally saw the move with Bitcoin, it's very different than the altcoins outside of Ethereum and Bitcoin, because here we're seeing sort of this ascending triangle where the other altcoins are sort of seeing a double topish type of pattern. Um, you know, whether this is going to be a lower high or a higher high, I think that this is going to be exhausted soon. And this is all the coins outside of Ethereum and Bitcoin. And so with the Ethereum dominance chart looking different, we want to monitor this. If this comes down, then that means that our additional part of the thesis that maybe Ethereum this time around could be a hedge for the first time with Bitcoin, where altcoins will flow not just back into Bitcoin, but also into Ethereum. 
that didn't happen in 2017-18. Ethereum did suffer with all the other altcoins. So that's a very bold statement for me to say. And so I think that's a lot less likely to happen. But we're going to just separate Ethereum moving forward because it's institutionally graded, has CME futures. Of course, you guys know I've been talking about that. But if this breaks down, it could lead the other altcoins to also finally break down. But we know the patterns are different here. Uh, so the Ethereum, you know, price action has always been a good leading indicator for how other altcoins are going to be like when Ethereum moved up, then all the other altcoins, Cardano, Solana all moved after. And so this is the chart that factors in Cardano, Solana and so forth. It looks like it's ready to form this lower, higher, higher high. And so it's just a matter of time before the gas tank runs. I think Bitcoin sees another push below 46,000. This one is done. I mean, because you can see here, look at this rise in sell pressure that came in with that initial move. So we have to keep these puzzle pieces in mind. As much as it looks bullish, it looks like the opposite of Bitcoin dominance, where Bitcoin dominance wants to kind of reverse here. It has what was this double bottom formation. And more importantly, we know Bitcoin dominance is a good chart to correlate with the DXY as it has a very high correlation. And the DXY is already sort of, I wouldn't say decoupled away from Bitcoin dominance, but it's it, it, DXY is at a point where if it breaks 93.82, we are back in a very strong uptrend for the strength of the dollar. And, and so with the 2017 to 2018 rally, when the DXY pushed up, it also pushed Bitcoin dominance up. And so the DXY is giving us kind of like this precursor to, you know, it's kind of uh, predict what goes, you know, what path Bitcoin dominance wants to follow. And we know Bitcoin dominance loves to stick at this 200 week moving average. It doesn't like to stay around the 20 week moving average. It, it likes to come and stabilize itself. And so that's around the 57% dominance level right now. And so, you know, like we saw in the 2017-18 when the DXY pushed up and the Bitcoin dominance followed, is this kind of the last stage for the Bitcoin dominance before it's going to get above this 20 week moving average and start its reversal. I don't see this happening unless Bitcoin's price is coming down. There has to be a narrative attached to all the price action. What matters more is the technicals because that's black and white. It has to follow the rules of Fibonacci or whatever you might want to study Elliott wave analysis. But the narratives that people come up with on Bloomberg or you go, you watch the news are always what they're going to attach to the price action. There's always a narrative There typically needs to be a narrative for people to justify what's happening in the technicals. And so it's, it, you know, it's, it's more of, uh, you know, black and white when it comes to technicals and it's colorful when it comes to narratives, because it could be anything, um, you know, it could be a black swan event. And so we're going to look at the commodities and traditional markets very quickly. But now that we've kind of covered the overall idea of what is happening right now with this first move to the downside for Bitcoin since this rally to the upside, let's look at this hourly time frame. Let's see how this rescue operation could potentially play out and what hints we're getting right now to know what's going to happen in the next 24 hours and 48 hours, because everything will start to morph from these smaller time frames. I first want to start on the four hour chart specifically. And by the way, we could look at Ethereum in as much depth as Bitcoin. We can say, oh, look, we have this bullish tail forming here. But the Ethereum price is going to be dependent on Bitcoin. That's why when we see these transitionary phases in the market, 
I don't like to look at altcoin charts anymore because there could be a lot more manipulation. It's a smaller market cap. But if we follow Bitcoin, we can assume the real direction things are going. And so Bitcoin, it did have this bullish, I would say, on the four hour, you know, wick and body coming towards the monthly open. But now, look, we got a rejection just as strong, pretty much with this next four hour candle closing in an hour where we have a bearish tail and this push down. And so, you know, um, the four hour chart is what all the traders look at. And so institutions don't like to really print their moves on that chart. I like to look at the three hour chart. We have this bearish tail coming towards this monthly open. We on this next three hour candle have yet to even get back at, the, you know, towards this monthly open telling me that this could have just been right now the test of the monthly open to come further down. This was a nice candle, but I think it took a lot of time for this to happen. And what we're seeing now after this test of the monthly open is it's not necessarily showing strength. And so when we go into the one hour chart, you can see we have this indecision candle at the monthly open and we couldn't even get an hourly candle to close fully above the monthly open so far ever since we came down. We had one almost try to. But then it was a bearish top that led to a test of 44,800. This time we get an indecision candle and then a bearish body looking like continuation, right? So, you know, we're in a tight spot. And when it comes to this 46,000 to $47,000 range, that's what you guys need to monitor in order to determine the next move for Bitcoin. And so this is the most important range right now above 47,000 with decisiveness, if we can come back up to 49,700, we can start to assume this may have just been a short term push down before further upside. But we start to break 46,000. That's where I start to get concerned here. And, you know, as we talked about earlier for Ethereum, it's all going to be dependent on Bitcoin total cryptocurrency market cap chart. I mean, it's going to be hard to say that this isn't a top candle here, um, you know, um, and then it also falls in line with just a lower high that has formed so far. So we haven't seen new all time highs for the total market. And that's a puzzle piece because that means, you know, is there new capital actually coming into this market or are we just seeing capital that's already been in the market switch hands and sort of kind of move in different places, cause more FOMO into the newer coins. And then now, we you know, form a lower high to come back down. That's a very tough one to say here. Total market cap chart is above the monthly open and previous weekly open. It's going to really depend on Bitcoin there. Once again, um, that's why Bitcoin is fighting that monthly open, too. And, and then so Bitcoin dominance, we will monitor. We did see a lot of buyers come in from the initial move down. That's all we need to know to say, OK, the thesis we have could potentially be on the table that this is starting to reverse. We're going to monitor this over the next few days very closely to see if we can get above this 20 week moving average. That's the final confirmation that altcoin season is coming to a short term end. And then, of course, we want to monitor how is Ethereum going to react to the other altcoins? Is it going to separate itself if we see Bitcoin dominance move up or is it just going to do what it always does, which is it moves with other altcoins? Is it still an altcoin or could we really isolate it now? That's a question that it you know, will be determined here real soon. So um, now the DXY, you know, we've been monitoring the DXY for a very long time in this channel, because as soon as we started to see us come, we knew that we rejected the 20 week 
And as soon as we started to come down towards this area of interest of the 2017 2018 bottom for the DXY, and this was the 2017 2018 bull market for crypto, that's when we started to get a little bit concerned for the DXY and saying that, okay, we might be in the early stages of reversal. For those that have been really tuned into our channel, it was very similar to the way that we're monitoring Bitcoin dominance right now, where I kept saying, all right, we're going to have to monitor this. We're going to have to monitor this. We're going to have to monitor this. And then eventually we started to see this move up. And then we said, thank God we've been monitoring this. And guess what? It moved up and then it pushed back down. We knew that we already got back above 20 Bitcoin move after the first time since the fear came in. And that was the puzzle piece that we needed just to get above it is all we needed to know, not the fact that is coming back down below, even though we came back down below, we said, OK, but it doesn't matter. We already came back above it. And so we double bottomed. This was the bottom or the top for Bitcoin in May. And since then, we've only seen narratives in the news, let's say, like interest rates or, you know, cutting budgets, increasing taxes. We've only seen the narratives move towards the side that the dollar has the chance to strengthen and the technicals have followed that narrative. And so this is very interesting to watch. And we, that's why we're going to be monitoring this closely, just like Bitcoin diamonds. It likes to come back to its 200 week moving average. And the DXY, I think, pushing out of 93.82 is what it's going to take to affect traditional markets, which is the only thing right now buying us time in the cryptocurrency market. And so they're talking about stopping, you know, the, uh, uh, and tapering off the bond purchases and the mortgage backed securities, the feds, you know, stop printing money and, and buying all that stuff. You know, um, is that going to be the catalyst for the DXY to get above 93.82? We attach the narrative and then we finally see this S&P 500. Correct. It's not looking strong so far, but we can't say it's looking weak. It's, you know, just sitting above the 20 week moving average. But I think that that right now is what's buying us time. And if this DXY finally decides to move above 93.82, I don't believe the S&P 500 is going to be able to stay above the 20 week moving average. I think at that point we start to see the potential corrective move and that would fall in line with them tapering off. Right. So we have to start kind of thinking of these narratives and gold is strengthening. We are sitting at this 200 week moving average and more importantly, breaking the structural support uh, resistance that's now support. And so that is an indicator that there's a little bit more fear in institutional capital with risk on assets and they're moving towards commodities like gold that are a little bit risk off and have more stability. And so this is already showing us a little bit of what the institutions are doing right now, which is what matters to see where they're hedging. Um, and so, like I said, until the DXY really moves above that 93.82 level, I don't think traditional markets are going to be too affected. That's why we're seeing strength in Japan. It looks like China is going to follow and then Euro 100 still being able to maintain itself. They're still printing a lot and buying a lot of these securities. But when that ends, that's going to be the biggest question of the DXY coming back above 93.82. Is that the last draw for Bitcoin? And then we potentially see that downside scenario. I don't know. But what I do know is we are fighting right now the monthly open at 47,000 and the 200 day moving average at 46,000. And this is going to be giving us the true direction of where Bitcoin wants to go in more medium term, which is why this is such a critical time. And I know this video went a little bit long, but as the markets start to become a little bit more intense, we're going to ensure to cover it a little bit more in depth. 
And like always, we're a four-dimensional channel, so we try to cover every market because they all do matter and they all correlate with each other. And with that, thank you all for tuning into the Snipers channel today. I hope you enjoyed today's analysis. Until next time, Snipers out.